Hello, my name is John Ellington. I'm the lead pastor with Living Discipleship Ministries. Welcome to our podcast. This is uh, our first episode, and we're new to trying to get everything set up and running. So let us know uh, if you have any comments or suggestions. We're going to continue to work with the audio quality. Um, I think we're sitting pretty good right now, but if you stick with us and uh, give us some time, we're going to get all the bugs worked out and get this thing up and running the way it should be. But right now, we need to focus on the quality of the message, not necessarily the audio quality. So I'd like to welcome everybody. And this being Easter week, uh, some people call it Holy Week. And, uh, you know, the world is in a situation right now with the virus and people being quarantined in their homes and everything and a lot of people aren't able to gather and get out to church and do the things we normally do but we still with jesus is still lord he's still with us and the word still stands so we're going to continue to preach the word and we're going to get right into it today um we're going to talk about uh, what i like to call airing out the closet uh, you know a lot of people think that they're not worthy of god's love they think their past is too bad, they've done too many things, and uh, that there's no way that that Christ would accept them, and they can't go to church. And, you know, and, and a lot of people have been to church before and had a bad experience with some Christians that were maybe a little judgmental, and, you know, there was uh, some rules and things in place, you know, what a lot of people call religion, and a lot of people kind of jump on me for it a little bit, but at the same time, uh, I'm going to give you a piece of scripture here second corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 says but i fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled eve through his subtlety so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in jesus christ and we're in the king james version uh, that's what we'll be in most of the time in our podcast but i want to go back and focus on that so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in christ it's simple you know we we respect the lord we uh, you know we he's the ruler of the universe the creator of all the beginning and the end and you know, we need to respect him as lord but yet it's simple it's all about love it's not about how you dress what you drive how much money you make where you live what you've done what you haven't done jesus is with us all the time whether we've accepted him yet or not he's there his arms are open and he's waiting on us so, you know, that's what I want to talk about in these first couple of sessions here is air out the closet and, and clear up some misunderstandings, you know. And uh, coming up on Easter, you know, it says uh, in John uh, chapter 3, verse 16, John three sixteen. everybody's heard that. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It doesn't say that whoever is free from sin, whoever goes to church on Sunday, whoever has never made a mistake, whoever's not steered off the path, it just simply says that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Let's get down to the simple matters here. Whoever believes in him. And it does not matter what the world calls you. The world passes judgments on us. You know, maybe you have a past of a criminal or a drug past, or maybe you've been an adulteress or an adulterer, or you've, you know, you've you've stolen things. You've not always had up upright dealings, and maybe have fallen in places. But you know, everybody has. 
There's not one perfect person that's walked this earth since Jesus Christ himself was here. We know that, so we're all sinners, even Christians, even the people that go to church and all of that. We all make mistakes. We all do things wrong sometimes. And lucky for us that, you know, God sent his only son, like John 3.16 says, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus died on that cross. He made the ultimate sacrifice for all of our sins, not just the people that were on the earth at that time, but all people from then forward. So that is available to us at any time. All we have to do is understand that all we got to do is accept him into our hearts. And we talk about that. You know, the world, the world passed judgment on us. You've been to court. You've been in prison. You've had a judgment against you, a financial lien against you. Um, you've had people in the world that don't think highly of you. Those are worldly judgments and worldly thoughts. And we, as Christians, we have to understand that we are not of the world. We're of the Spirit. Jesus is within us. If we've accepted him into our heart and we're walking in his path, worldly things are not of importance to us. Spiritual things, the love of Christ, is what's important to us. So I have a saying that I use a lot, and it says, It does not matter what the world calls you. All that matters is what Jesus calls you, and that is, are you one of his children or are you not? That's all that ultimately matters. You got to get right with God. You got to accept God, and the rest will fall into place. It's simple. These worldly judgments and these worldly convictions that uh, people have placed upon you, you know, humans and humankind will hold grudges and be angry and be unforgiving Christ is forgiving he died on the cross for our sins he's forgiving and you need to take advantage of that forgiveness and accept him into your heart and allow yourself to be saved for eternal life Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13 says because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For man believes with his heart and is so justified, and he confesses with his lips, and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, and bestows his riches upon all who call upon him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. There again, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's all it says. There's no list of qualifiers. There's no class to go to. There's no worldly test you have to pass. You have to confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord. You have to believe it in your heart. You have to repent of your sinful ways. So, if we've been living a life of sin and, and we know we need to make a change, the word repent means to turn around, basically do a 180. I've been going down the wrong path. I realize I've been on the wrong path. Now it's time to repent, to turn around, 
admit to God that I've lived a sinful past and I've had sinful ways, but today is the day that I'm going to repent. I ask you for forgiveness and I'm going to change my ways, do a 180 and start walking down that narrow path that he would have us to walk down. And then we be baptized. Now, a lot of people got a lot of different ideas about baptism, but uh, it says in the Bible that baptism means to be submerged in the water. Whereas it represents the the death and rebirth of Christ, the death and the resurrection. So if you're a sinful person and you've decided to accept Christ, the number one most important thing is that you accept it in your heart. You confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord. You actually physically speak that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And you have to believe it in your heart. Accept him into your heart. Repent of your sinful ways. Then you be baptized. You go into the water to represent the death. And when you rise out of the water, it's the resurrection. It's the rebirth of the new person. All of your sins are wiped clean. You're covered in the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus. And you become a beneficiary of that crucifixion and resurrection that took place where he died on the cross for our sins. And you are forgiven and you are now accepted into the kingdom now we have to walk a straight path now we can't be baptized and and use it as a get out of jail free card and say oh well i've been baptized i've accepted christ and i can go rob a bank and all i got to do is ask for forgiveness and tomorrow i can go carjack someone and i can go back and smoke dope and do commit adultery and do all these things you know if you slip off the path and make a mistake Lucky for us, there is the option to ask for forgiveness. Admit you're wrong. Ask for forgiveness. You're washed clean and you get back on the path. We have to physically walk the walk, not just talk. We have to do as best we can to live the way that Christ would want us to live. We have to be free from sin, but we are human and we are going to make mistakes. And the Lord knows that. And we have that option to, to ask for forgiveness, but we cannot willfully go out and live a sinful life and say, oh, well, we've been baptized, so we're good now, and we can do whatever we want because we've been baptized. That's not the way it works. You have to walk the walk, too. You uh, you know, you make a mistake, there's forgiveness available, but you have to, to repent from your sinful past, and you have to, have to get on the straight and narrow, as they say, so... There's room for mistake. There's room for correction. There's, there's, if you slip off the trail, you can get back on the trail, but you have to be trying to stay on the trail. It's not a, it's not a get out of jail free card, but there is no prerequisite for that. You can come in at any time, the next breath, by, before the end of this podcast, if you've been on the fence and you know, a lot of people right now are, are, are scared because they're like, oh, wait a minute, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people getting sick a lot of people dying we're being told what we can do we're being told we got to stay in the house and you know and a, a lot of people are asking you know is this the end times and this and that and you know a lot of people you got our attention right now so that's why it's important now that we got to get this message out especially this being you know easter week and this is prime time to, to talk about the crucifixion and the resurrection and the forgiveness of sins and it's simple 
you know what I what I said there. That's not something I made up. That's out of the Bible. That's Romans chapter ten verses nine through thirteen. Simply says, confess with your lips, believe in your heart, and you have to repent and be baptized. But the most important thing. Right now, you might find it a little hard to be baptized because some of these churches are closed and you might not be able to get to one, but go ahead and say the word. Accept him into your heart. Confess it with your lips. Believe it in your heart. Repent of your sins and get buried in the word. And when the smoke clears from all this, you can find a place to get baptized at. Baptism is an act of obedience. A lot of people are going to argue with me about that. You know, I I firmly believe, because I've read it several times, the most important thing is where does your heart lie? But we do need to be baptized. I'm not saying you don't, but, you know, right now in these times, you need to to get him in your heart and and, uh, confess it and start following him, and we can get the baptism done when it needs to be. So we talk about sins. Um, It does not matter if you're a drunkard, been on drugs, running around cheating on your wife or your husband, a thief, you have some other addiction, you've been dishonest, been cheating people, whatever the case may be, that's the sinful past. That's your old self. When you accept Christ and you bring him into your heart, bring him into your life, all of that's wiped clean. There's no score kept. It's clean and simple. You've got him in your heart. He's walking with you. And he's going to lead you. And you're going to find that your life is going to change drastically if you keep an open mind and, and change your perception of things. And it's it's just that simple. It's just that simple. A lot of different what we'll call religions. And as we go down through this podcast, we're going to get into the book of Acts. We're going to get into what church is. And there's a lot of information that we're going to pass out. And i got to try to keep these things to about 30 minutes at a time, um, you know, not by any other limitation other than, you know, you can only keep people's attention span for about 30 minutes at a time, you know, while you're driving to work or something like that, you know, you got 30 minutes to listen to a podcast or maybe on your lunch break or cleaning the house or whatever it is you do, you know, we can't, uh, we want to try to keep these things at 30 minutes. So we're going to have several segments about different things and, uh, you know, that'll give you a good reason to keep tuning in to hear some more so but we want to talk about how easy it is and and airing out the closet you know it it does not matter what the world calls you what the world has said you are jesus wants you in the kingdom and it's that simple that's all you have to do to get in now while we're here we i mentioned church earlier and what is church a lot of people think that church is a building and give me a minute, you have to bear with me. I'm going to move around in this Bible here. Um, church is not the building. Church, what we traditionally call church, there is a building that we may meet in. But that is where God's people are housed and where they meet. That is not the church. And it says in the uh, First Colossians chapter 1 verse 18 says and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have preeminence so he is the head of the body 
which is referring to Jesus. He is the head of the body, the church. The church is the body of Christ. The church is not a building. We're way bigger than buildings. Um, we're going to move over now to 1 Corinthians. We're close to where we were just a minute ago. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13. We're going to try to see if we can get another definition of what the church is here. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. So, going to back up 1 to 12 says for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many or one body so also is Christ the church is the people people it's not the building the church is the people which make up the body of Christ and Christ is the head of the church so that's that's what church is now, what a church is supposed to do, and a lot of people have different different ideas and and everything, but let me uh, get over here. We're going to continue to scroll through here. Uh, we're going into Matthew now, the book of Matthew, chapter 7, chapter 7, verse 15, Matthew seven fifteen. And it says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So when we talk about, we've been to church before. I had a friend of mine that uh, he was trying to find a church to go to, and he took his daughter, young daughter, and the first time she had been to church, first time he had been to church in quite some time, and he went in the door, and they're like, Oh, you know, glad to have you. And he's like, Yeah, this is our first time. Well, they handed him a packet. And on page two of that packet was where they wanted him to fill out his debit card information so they could get his tithes and things. You know, that that's not what you do as a church. That's not a function of the church. Um, you know, the church is the body of Christ. We're here to, to praise God, stand with one another, love how, learn how to love one another, learn how to be good Christians. And, and it's not about a credit card. It's not about being told where to sit or how to dress or what you do. Some of these people that come out here and say that stuff, I mean, that's what this applies to, is false prophets. They're sitting there, oh, we're great, we're, we're glad to have you, but they're all about the money, they're all about judging people and things like that. And the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, says, go forth and make disciples of all nations. It didn't say nothing about go forth and collect all their money, go forth and decide whether or not people can are worthy to come into God's house and be a part of the body of Christ because we've already read in the beginning, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. John 3.16 tells us that whoever believes in him shall not perish. So, we already know what God's plan is. When you get into that other stuff, now you're talking about man's plan, and we want to stay clear from man's plan and not be confused about the simplicity of Christ and, and what it actually takes to become part of the body of Christ. It's very simple to do, and your past does not matter. 
First Thessalonians chapter five. We're gonna be in verse nineteen to twenty-two. I'm trying to cover a lot of ground here. So I'm covering a lot of things. Nineteen to twenty-two. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. So, quench not the spirit, and despise not prophesying. So, when the spirit's moving and people are prophesying, people are trying to tell you about God and all of this thing, don't shut them down. Listen to what they got to say. Verse 21 tells us, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. So prove all things. The way we prove all things, you know, if, if we're being told something by a person who calls himself a Christian, we're being, we hear something that's being generated from a church and it just don't sound right, such as a dress code, such as, well, you have too big of a sinful past, you can't be here, or... You have to pay X amount of money every week or you're going to be, you know, removed from the church. Listen to what they got to say. But in verse 21, prove all things, which means come back to the Bible, which is the inspired written word of God. It's the book of truth, the law. Prove all things. Compare what you've heard to the Bible. Find it in the Bible. Those people that are telling you those things, tell them, say, where's that at in the Bible? Well, it's, it's not in the Bible, but it's in our doctrine. It's in our book of discipline. The doctrines in the book of discipline are man-made things. The truth is held within the cover of the Bible. And you're going to find that a lot of these things, these limitations, a lot of this stuff that's been put out there is not scriptural. It's man-made doctrine. And we'll get into man-made doctrine later on in another episode, but Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. So when when you hear something, if you find it in Scripture and you can back it up with Scripture, good to go. Then, all right, you've been told the truth. But verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. So when somebody's telling you something and it's not backed up by Scripture, it's evil. It's, it's a false statement. It's not. It's going to keep people out of the church. It's going to keep people from accepting Christ. It's going to make people think they're not worthy. And and so many times that we get into this doctrine and this these rules and things, and we find that man has changed a lot of things in the Word of God. And a lot of people have gotten a bad taste in their mouth about church, and they're they're hurting themselves. They're keeping people out of the church. Um, you know, let's go back down to Revelation chapter 22 and it, uh, verse 18 and 19 says, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. And out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So in other words, the word of God is written in the Bible. It's simple. 
It's mainly about loving one another and doing the right thing. If you just really wanted to sum it up, if you want to accept Christ in your heart, you want to become a Christian, you want to be saved, you have to confess and profess with your lips that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you don't just say it in vain. You say it and you believe it in your heart. You, you ask for forgiveness of your sins and you repent from your sinful ways. You turn from that sinful life and you walk in the other direction. You walk in the, under the hand of God, under the light of God, and you, you follow what he tells you. And then you get baptized. You go into the water. The old sinful person dies. You rise from the water a new man, new woman, a Christian, a believer, one of God's children. All your sins and past are wiped clean. Now you're walking with God. It is that simple. That's what the book tells us. That's what you need to do. So when we get into Revelations 22, 18, and 19, those people that add to or take away from the word of God, and by adding to, you know, we'll talk about tithes another time, but if you say, well, you have to pay X amount of money every week to be in God's church, that's adding to. If they say you have to wear a suit and tie here every Sunday, that's adding to. If they say you have too many sins, you can't be a follower of Christ, that's taken away from. You see what I'm saying? This man-made doctrine is adding to and taking away from. It's, it's changing the word of God, the rule book, the truth, the book of truth, the book of life. These people that add to it with their man-made doctrine and are turning people out of the church doors and making people think that they're not worthy for the love of Jesus Christ are in violation of this law. And it says so very plainly in the book. So if you've ever had that happen and, and you've been turned off to church, you've been turned off to God, please understand that, that you've had the wolf in sheep's clothing. You've had the man-made doctrine that's in violation of the word of God that is keeping you. Just as that servant beguiled Eve of the simplicity that is Jesus Christ. It is simple. He is walking with you every day with open arms. He's like a father. He's exactly this. He's a father with a rogue child. And you're just waiting on that child to realize that he was wrong and he needs to turn around and come back. And you, as a father, are sitting there with open arms, waiting for the day. And what a celebration that we're going to have when that day comes. That's Jesus. That's how he's standing there right now waiting on you. And I've told you the simple steps. That's all you got to do. It's that simple. So... Don't be fooled by man-made doctrine. Don't be fooled by a bad experience you've had in the past. We're going to make mistakes. Some Christians are going to be judgmental. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 4, you can look this up, but it says, I will judge you as you judge others. Why are we going to talk about the speck in your neighbor's eye when there's a log in your own eye? 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says Christ Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead. So it tells you right there where does it say the pastor, the preacher, the priest, the rabbi, the deacon, the elder, whatever. 
these people want to call themselves. I don't see anywhere in there where it said that anybody that runs by that title has a right to judge you or turn you away. I do see where Jesus says, I will judge you by the same standards that you judge others. And why are you worried about the speck in your neighbor's eye when you got a log in your own? That's Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 4. And then again, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. So again, I say it does not matter what these people in the world call you, what these people in the world judge you, what these people in the world tell you. You see right here that the book of truth gives all authority to judge the living and the dead to Jesus Christ. There ain't nobody else in that list. And it also tells us, you know, if he's going to judge us by the same standards we judge others, I mean, that's telling me what I get out of that is I'm not supposed to judge people. It's not my job. It's not my place. Who am I to judge a person for their sins when I myself am a sinner? That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the simplicity of Jesus Christ. Your past is irrelevant. Your future is waiting for you. You have to accept him. I've told you the steps, how to do it. I've told you what the church is. I've told you how you've been misled. If you've been misled by a church, don't give up on church. The church is the body of Christ. We need you in that body. You need you in that body. You need to lead your family into that body. It leads to eternal life. A life like you've never known while you're stuck here on earth. There's a lot of good things that can happen. With that being said, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you for your time. Thank you for joining in. Please feel free to, to uh, look us up on Facebook at Living Discipleship Ministries. We have a lot of sermons, a lot of information on there. Right now, we're currently doing our Sunday church service live at 11 a.m. on Sunday and again at 6 p.m. on Sunday. And uh, we'll give some more contact information. But you can find us on Facebook. That's how you can get a hold of us and send us a message on the page. God bless each and every one of you. And we'll see you again soon.